This is the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank. It's Friday, March 10th. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jaguars Radio, Jaguars.com, and our social channels, Jaguars Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks for listening on Jaguars.com at the podcast link on the top of the homepage or on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. That's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. And, of course, we love that feedback, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. We start the week with the reinstatement of wide receiver Calvin Ridley. He was suspended by the NFL for gambling and set out the entire 2022 season. The Jaguars traded for his rights just before the trading deadline last season, and he was reinstated by the league Monday. By Wednesday, he was in the building getting his bearings, and he also sat down with Bucky Brooks, an exclusive conversation on Jaguars.com. After a year away from the NFL, what is it like to be a part of a team again? Uh... First of all, a year away from the NFL puts a lot of things in perspective for for a young man like me. But um, a year away from the game um, and coming back now is just it shows me I miss the game more than ever, and that I love football more than ever. And football was something that I do and love, and will always be what I love. You know, so. Um like knowing you, like I know football has always been big, but like mm-hmm. they year away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you talk about falling back in love with the game. Like, how did you come to that realization and falling back in love with it? Uh, well, just watching it, having to watch it, having to watch it at home, and knowing I really can't. There's nothing I can do to get back into the game until I get approval. You know, so that you know, being again, the game being taken away from me, and I was just like, man, I can't even. I, I can't sit home all day. You know, I need a job. I mean, what I do is I always work every day. Football was my job for most of my life. So that was the hardest part, just not being able to run and, you know, be a part of a team and, you know, feel important at that moment. So it was hard. So in thinking about that, like, because uh, as football players, we all are a part of the team. The team is everything. We grow up mm-hmm. being on teams. It's always team over me. Mm-hmm. So what did you miss most about being a part of a team? Uh, just getting up. The preparation to prepare, I mean, working out, I mean, having a reason to work out and preparing, working out for Sunday, um, getting up, driving my car to work early in the morning. I miss every bit of it. I mean, I, I miss every every second of, you know, what I did to prepare for Sundays. You know, so it's been a while. Like, you haven't played in the game since, like, October 2021. <laughs> um, what is it going to be like for you when you finally run out there? as part of the Jacks? Uh, it's going to be amazing uh, for my mom, for my family, for me. It's just going to be a weight off my shoulders because I waited so long to get back to this point and just, you know, I'm be excited to run through that tunnel and, you know, show every, every Jacksonville Jaguar fan and who I am. The full conversation with Calvin Ridley available on the official team website, jaguars.com. Later in the week, reaction to the edition on Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Thursday. NFL Network analyst Brian Baldinger joined Jeff Lagerman and me to discuss what Ridley could bring to the Jags offense. I think this, and, and, and I think I heard it, I think we all heard it in that soundbite. He's very contrite about what he's done. Uh, he's been humbled, and he's missed the game. And I think that wide receiver room is pretty good. You know, Christian Kirk had an amazing year. Nobody thought, you know, when they signed him this time last year that he was going to be that productive. Uh, Zay Jones was just a complete pro. Uh, Marvin, the whole group, I think he's going to fit in. And if they say, you know, this Travis Etienne can hit home runs if our wide receivers are blocking uh, the way they are capable of downfield, 
I think he'll do whatever it takes to fit in and to be a part of the group. And I don't think he'll be any kind of an outlier when it comes to that. Baldy, he uh, told the Players' Tribune in a letter that he played a lot of those successful seasons with a broken foot. I mean, they kept shooting him up and, and putting him out there, and then they had a change in staffs, and they after quickly realized that it was broken. So that shouldn't be an issue. If he was putting up the numbers in the past with a broken foot, I mean, that's a good sign for the future ahead. Well, he's just a good player. I mean, you go back to 2019, 2020, even with Julio Jones healthy, he was the number one wide receiver in Atlanta. And you could see why. I mean, they put, you know, teams put their best corner on him, he beat their best corner. And that's really what it comes down to. If you're going to be a number one wide receiver, you better be able to beat number one corners. There's a bunch of good ones in this league. We saw a couple rookies come in this league last year and light it up. Um, they're only getting bigger. They're only getting longer. They're only getting faster. And you've got to be able to beat them. He can beat them with his release. He can beat them with his route running. Um, you know, and he can flat out run by people. You watch him against Marshawn Lattimore and some of the elite corners in this league. I mean, he can hold his own, I think, with anybody. And so I think that uh, Jacksonville did their homework. I think they got the right type of guy. And I just think anybody, especially as young as he is, that's been humbled at this point in his career, I don't think you're going to see any kind of issues from him. More from Jaguars Happy Hour coming up. The 2023 season is on the horizon, and you won't want to miss it. Lock in your seat to the bank this fall, place your deposit at jaguars.com slash tickets, and seat selection is coming soon, and the perfect spot is waiting for you. Join the Jaguars now. In a moment, Evan Ingram franchise tagged, and the different feeling business offseason for the Jags. All that after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank. And the 2023 concert season is here. There's no better time to become a Daily's Place Blue member. Enjoy the best seats and amenities, premium parking, and much more. And there's a great schedule, of course, including Kenny Chesney, Old Dominion, Yellow Card, just to name a few. For more information, email ticketing at boldevents.com or call 904-633-2000. We continue with Jaguars Happy Hour Radio again from Thursday, and tight end Evan Ingram was franchise-tagged by the Jags. Lagerman and I got into a discussion of what that means moving forward. Evan Ingram tweeted after the fact, hey, he's excited to be back in Jacksonville, but is looking forward to a long-term deal with the Jaguars. So it could be just a placeholder, and that's fine. Could be. Um, look, the, the tag is convenient to use at a couple different positions, fullback, running back, tight end, guard, and center. Uh, the tag is not very expensive at those positions. Kicker. But, and kicker and punter. Okay, but I was just yes, focusing on yes, offense. Yes, yes, uh, the, the premium positions on offense, obviously, are quarterback, wide receiver, tackle. And so the the opportunity to use the tag to, to ensure that you're going to keep one of your core players and to continue to work on a contract extension. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan – of the tag, I wish the uh, the league would do away with it. Uh, why? Well, I think it penalizes some players. I mean, why should 
Evan Ingram not have the same ability to test the market like a Jawan Taylor? Is that fair to Evan Ingram? So I think it, and when it was originally done, it was kind of a give and take, obviously, in the negotiations and collective bargaining because you wanted to allow the owners to be able to keep some of their teams together. That was their main concern. And so the ability to use the tag was to help them kind of keep certain players. Well, it penalizes certain players on the opposite spectrum when you look at it from the player standpoint. But look, I'm glad that, that he's here. I'm extremely happy to see his response. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, look, that just goes to show you how mature and how much of a pro Evan Ingram is because there's a lot of guys that could have responded in a very derogatory way. And it's been consistent with him. The, the day, clean-out day, the two days after the loss in the divisional round, we were in the locker room with him and asked him, hey, you know, what if they franchise you, would you be upset? He's like, you know, hey, it wouldn't be – I want a longer deal, but if that's a placeholder for something longer, okay, that's fine. So um, he bet on himself with this one-year deal to come down here, and it's worked out, obviously, for an $11 million franchise tag at I, least. I think it just goes to show you that he's the type of person that you do, that you do want to do a long-term deal with because of the maturity level, the response that he had with the tag, and I, I thought that that was tremendous. And when I saw that, I was like, you know, that – I wasn't surprised because that's just how Evan is. I mean, he's a very mature player. He works hard and total pro, and, and that's why you brought him in here. He's very similar to Zay Jones. He's very similar to Christian Kirk. You know, last year's free agent class, I mean, Trent Balk and, and, and look, and Doug did straight A's on, on that free agent class, especially when it comes to the character category. I mean, it, fantastic. Jaguars Happy Hour Radio airs Thursday at 4 o'clock on 1010XL AM and Jaguars.com. We wrap this week with Jags Drive Time Tuesday. Brian Sexton and John Osier discuss the different offseason feeling for the Jags with little room on the salary cap and a late first-round draft pick. In short, John, last week in Indianapolis was a different experience covering the draft than you've had with the number one draft pick the last couple of years. Yeah, I can't remember the last time. It feels like maybe 2018, which makes sense because you won, uh, was the last time you really had a uh, a newsless offseason. And, and I say there's obviously news, but in terms of not building up to a big splash. In 19, you had Nick Foles and in 20 you were releasing a lot of guys you know or or trading a lot of guys but then active in free agency the last couple of years um we've been talking about it all year that, that this was coming a a a quieter uh more maintaining free agency period it's what you have to have and i think um trent would probably laugh when he said not spending very much money because they're spending money on their own guys, and they're restructuring guys. It means they're paying out signing bonuses. Uh, they're trying to get a deal done with Evan Ingram that would be signing. You know, teams can be active in free agency and not active over other people's players. You're still trying to win. You're still trying to do it. But the reality is, you can't live long term and have any continuity doing what they've done the last couple of years. I think Trent Ball could be the first to say. The approach of the last couple of years was by necessity and because there was no other choice. Um, the remarkable thing, Brian, is that they managed to build what feels like a core doing it that way. That's very rare, but you've got to pull off of that and get into what they're doing now. Hey, we should touch on the fact that it was 
reported last week that the Jaguars were going to be willing to use the franchise tag on Evan Ingram. In fact, Trent Baalke said that at his season-ending press conference in January. And today, we know that they're going to apply the tag. It's Mm -hmm. the deadline. But it's not the deadline to get a deal done, a long-term, cap-friendly deal. They've got plenty of time to get that done. July 15th is the deadline for that. Yeah, you wonder, and they understandably don't talk about this publicly, if, if you get a long-term deal done with Evan Ingram, then you can bring that initial cap figure way down from the $11 million. I don't know exactly where It helps you if to. you want to try to get Juwan Taylor done, which is why right. there's probably a concerted effort to get that done in the next week. Yeah, and then with, with Juwan Taylor, the cap figure, if they franchise him, would be 18. It doesn't feel like that's in the water to do. But if you get a long-term deal done, it's very possible you get both cap figures low enough in the initial and then start pushing stuff out. There's going to be decisions down the road based on these things. But for right now, I think they're in good shape. It's just a matter of can they make the Jawan Taylor deal get done. I'm not feeling it, but we'll see. And everything, by the way, is filtered through the lens of the quarterback who they can redo mm-hmm. after next season. And when I say I'm not feeling with Jawan, I think they want him back. Well, yeah. And everybody would love him back. But I'm just saying Juwan, in terms of getting it done, that – it's tricky because money talks. If you're Juwan, you're interested in what the market bears because offensive tackles are among the highest paid players in the National Football League in recent seasons. Jags Drive Time airs Tuesday mornings on Jaguars.com and Jags social media. That's it for this week. Coming up next week, it's busy. The negotiation period ahead of free agency is early in the week. And then the start of the 2023 league year, Wednesday at 4 o'clock Eastern time. That's when free agency opens. And though there could be some action for the Jags, it likely won't be the big waves of early signings as in the last couple years. Still, check out all the coverage on Jaguars.com and Jags social media. Enjoy the week, and thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Week Interview Podcast presented by TIAA Bank.